Hello, everybody. And in this session, we're going to be talking about how it is that mindfulness and compassion practices help expand our capacity to really, really sit with some of the more difficult aspects of what it is that we become aware of through grounding ourselves in what is, what is here, what is there to be seen, expanding our capacity to see and acknowledge what is here. This segment is about really just being with, with a little bit more grace, with a little bit more compassion, what it is that we see. So um, many of us, if we pause and think about it, we've had the experience of um, maybe being called out, someone else <laughs> letting us know that they've heard something in what we've said or noticed something in the way we have um, be, been engaging with them that for, for them seems to be an indication of some sort of bias that we may not have been aware of. Most of us in this era certainly have heard of this notion of calling people out <laughs> about biases that um, are perceived. And some of us, again, have some experiences of being called out, right? We certainly may also have experiences of the invitation to call others out when we notice bias in them. All of that, um, the dynamics around this can be, on the one hand, empowering if we feel like we have been, you know, we have disproportionately been marginalized or our experiences have not been given the kind of respectful hearing and maybe we've, we've borne up with slighted, feeling slighted because of our background, whether it's about race or gender or some other aspect of our identity. And so, um, this uh, invitation to speak more to what we see in the world that seems like it manifests some bias is something that more and more we've been invited to, to sort of find our way into and to be a part of, yeah. right? The evolution of, of cultures such that we can create spaces of greater belonging for a broader range of diverse and differentiated um, identities and perspectives um, in our workplace and beyond. And yet this culture of calling people in, sometimes nowadays I say calling people to awareness um, as opposed to calling out, it, 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 what, however we call it, whatever we phrase it, it can also be a bit difficult for us. We can feel again, ashamed in that process. It can actually be done in a way that actually can feel uh, humiliating. So I think whether we're on the side of um, seeking to call out or call people to awareness about behavior that seems to embody a little bit of maybe some unconscious bias or some uh, microaggression, some way of uh, making manifest, again, these habits, patterns, and conditions that we've all imbibed based on the particular path we have walked into a particular place, or workplace, or setting. That the, the aspect of calling people out or being called out again, because it can make us feel a little bit uncomfortable and sometimes maybe even ashamed, really is a place where I think we can bring a lot of mindfulness, whether we're, whichever side we're on around all of this. So bringing again, all of what we've experienced before and practiced before in the way of mindfulness-based compassion for ourselves and for others, right to bear as we think about what it's like to Mm. raise our voice perhaps to call someone into awareness on the one hand, or be more able to uh, hear when someone is bringing uh, something up for us to attend to. Again, 
a lot of gentleness and kindness, I think, a lot more of that might be called for than is often presented, right? When we think about the trainings we've been given around social justice or equity, um, this dimension of bringing in compassion is um, maybe something you've experienced a bit of, but what I really wanna underscore here is, I, I think that this is an opportunity in this session to really think about how being with this aspect of our experience with compassion is really essential to any effort we might make to build more robust and resilient communities, communities that can meet conflict and learn and grow through our conflict as opposed to simply wounding and being re-wounded in the process. How does it work? Well, meditation practices as the one, the kinds of mindfulness and compassion practices that we've explored together in this course can support us in just really creating again, this greater spaciousness around our experience so that we can pause long enough to recognize what is here, to accept it for the moment, not be at war with it, to investigate it more you know, deeply, just so we can learn a little bit more. All right, what was it about this that seemingly caused harm? What are some of the thoughts, emotions, and sensations that are coming up around this? And how can I really do all of that without getting too attached or defended to you know, having to be right about this, having to um, explain myself about this? Can I just open up enough space so I can understand? What I've just quickly walked us through is an acronym called RAIN, R-A-I-N, which a lot of those of us who teach and offer mindfulness um, rely on implicitly and explicitly to help um, us navigate with mindfulness these moments where we are called to really explore our capacity to be with uh, a moment of learning around how we might evolve our way of being to create more capacity for connection and growth around these pain points that can come up around difference. And so recognizing someone's here offering a point, a moment for education, they might be offering it with an energy that feels a little bit with a, that we are receiving with a little bit of defendedness or a little bit of a, an ouch. But if we can just recognize that this is a moment uh, where predictably uh, there's a difference in, in terms of opinion about how something landed, except for the moment, R-A, recognizing an A, except for the moment without being at war with reality. This is the view that's being presented to me. This is someone else's experience here. I investigate what are the thoughts, emotions, sensations coming up from that person's perspective? What am I feeling in reaction to that? And seeing from that place of investigation that rather than merely react, we can choose how to respond. So mindfulness can give us, of course, that opportunity to really, that spacious opportunity to see and then be with the reality long enough to then choose a more effective response and to do all of that without attaching to a sense of how I need to look, right? We want to put aside that performative pressure to look a certain way as we do this and really figure out how we can learn and grow through these moments of perceived and maybe in some sense real conflict or difference of opinion around identity and its impact in the world. And so mindfulness can certainly support us by helping us with much more grace and skillfulness be present 
for the learnings that are going to come our way as we come together in um, differentiated, diverse communities. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit with this dimension of the work. How is it that the practices can support us in deepening our ability to, sit, to just simply be with what is being presented for us, even those things that sometimes you know feel a little bit uncomfortable, we're deepening our ability to be with the discomfort long enough to deepen our ability for effective engagement in a world of difference and diversity. Thank you so much.